The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. And this is Rev. Jackie Fernandez, and I am here live from the Tower at Unity Village, and we are kicking off Pride Month, bold and beautiful, here today at Voices of Unity with Dale Worley and Christy Snow. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank Thank you, you, Jackie. It's an honor to be on your show, and I really appreciate uh, you stopping us in today. How wonderful. I'm so glad you made time to to be with us today. And Christy, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. I appreciate it. Of course. And, you know, boy, we are in some rough times right now. And, uh, I, you know... I think it would be irresponsible to not acknowledge that on today's show. Mm-hmm. And so while I want to stay to the theme that we've planned, uh, you know, and to honor the both of you, I think that you would be of like mind with me um, in knowing and recognizing the importance of acknowledging what's happening today. Absolutely. Yes, yes. absolutely. And, and I've, we appreciate you taking that direction. Good. And, you know, and I think it's just like we can start right here. Pride itself, Pride Month, started not as a rainbow. It started as a protest and a week long. You know, the Stonewall riots lasted a full week in 1969. So we are in the 51st year of the anniversary of the Stonewall riots. And it was the year after that that the Pride Parade started to commemorate that protest. So I think it's just poignant that we find ourselves in the midst of, you know, nationwide protests uh, today. And I think it's relevant to our conversation. It's absolutely Um, relevant. Absolutely. Christy has been doing a lot more work in that regard than I have. I did attend a protest on Sunday after um, church services. Um, The organizer organizers um, weren't known to people in our community and so I was kind of up in the air about whether I was going to attend Um, and I got a message from our mayor Van Johnson here in Savannah Georgia asking the uh, clergy to be a presence with him uh, during the march so we met him and a number of other faith leaders and chief of police mentor here in uh, Savannah at the First African Baptist Church at one o'clock Sunday afternoon. And then we had some education on how to help de-escalate uh, situations. And and one of the things that um, was very profound to me was that the young woman that was uh, training us um, was talking about white privilege and she said sometimes when people use that word uh, she says it can sound uncomfortable but it's actually a tool that we can use as white people to help uh, black people and so um, after we um, spoke with her and asked a few questions we all marched over to Johnson Square which is um, 
just a couple blocks over from City Hall, and um, it was it was very intense and also peaceful. And so far, we haven't had any of the um, the damage to property that we've seen in other places, and we're very grateful about that. But at the same time, we understand people's uh, desire to express their anger and their uh, frustration. And that's something that I talked about um, during our live stream on Sunday morning was that um, we have to um, honor our feelings. We can't push down rage or anger or frustration um, because it's going to come out sideways. So we have to mm -hmm. find healthy ways to meet it and to see what the gift is there in that for us. And I don't want to talk too much because oh, Chrissy has been yeah. uh, on the front lines, um, <laughs> so to speak, in uh, Charlotte um, more than once over the weekend. Well, I think it's so important that we really hear what you just said because that's really profound and it's, you know, it's easy to see it when we when we speak of children. You know, we we need to teach them how to appropriately express anger, but 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 more than anything we need to teach them to and give them space to express anger. And you know, and everyone's like, yeah, of course. And then, but when we look at um, adults, when we look at marginalized populations, um, we are less comfortable with the expression of anger. And so I think it's really important. Um, what you noted, what you described is that there was space, there was conversation, there was um, space for that anger to be expressed. And, and when that's done in a healthy way, then we don't see those sideways destructive um, you know, expressions that we can, we can come into creative and productive conversation through the expression of anger, but we can't bypass it and we can't stuff it down. Um, you know, I read one meme <clears throat> this week that really, um, has just sticks with me. It's an example of how white privilege sounds. And I'm so grateful that you were brave enough to bring that to the conversation because I align with what you said that it can be a tool. And here's the quote. You keep saying it's horrible that an innocent black man was killed, but destroying property has to stop. So we can try instead to say it's horrible that property is being destroyed, but killing innocent black men has to stop. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's like prioritizing wow. the wrong part. And and I can see, um, you know, just as a person that we, we, we go to the easiest thing to fix. You know, the easiest thing to fix is to stop destruction of property. That's easy. You know, to end the killing of innocent black men is, is a lot harder. And so it's easier to sort of go for, you know, the, the place, the, the easiest place to jump into. But we need to really come to the ongoing challenge of racism in this country. The ongoing sickness. And I think that was a very good, if I might interject right yes. there, I think that was a, a wonderful quote and a wonderful way to look at it because so many times people – take the focus off of what's important most what's most important is is the taking of innocent li black lives and and there's so many sentences that are i feel for them but right, <laughs> it right. just happened again happened again in my circle last night um someone that i love very much said something very similar to that i i feel for them but there's no but there's right. no but we we have to stand up and make a difference and i appreciate <clears throat> um 
what both of you have said so far. I, I also want to, I do think it's important to be on, on the quote front line, as, as Dale called it, but I want us to all realize that we have the opportunity to be on the front line every time we pick up our phone, every time we talk to a neighbor, every time we hear someone say, but... Every time we hear someone say, well, you, you, I, I didn't live a privileged life. How can you say I have white privilege? Because you don't have to worry that you'll get shot running down the street because of the color of your skin. Yeah. You don't have to worry. I remember when Keith Lamont Scott was shot in 2016 in, here in Charlotte, and we were uptown, and we turned the corner. And they had said they had said clear the streets, but when that comes across over a microphone from a pol- or a megaphone from a, uh, a the police, sometimes in a heated situation with thousands of people, you hear wah 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 wah. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they just said, and they what they said was clear the streets, but we didn't hear that, and so I didn't hear that anyway, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one. And we we turned the corner, and they were they were getting louder and more aggressive, but we couldn't understand what was happening, and it all happened so fast, and a van pulled around the corner, and again. I'm going back to 2016, but this mm-hmm. is to explain my point about privilege. They turn the corner with this big van, and all these police officers jump out, rushed past me and the white woman beside me, and tackled every black person in front of me mm. and threw them in a van. They didn't touch me. They, I was doing the same thing they were doing. Yeah. And I was in that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, now I personally – understand on the deepest possible level white privilege because i i even even as they were rushing by i thought well they must be going for someone who's doing something wrong right i didn't even didn't even realize what was happening and so i understand that that there are white people in this country that had a hard life i'm not saying you know we're not saying that doesn't exist but what we're saying is you didn't have that hard life because you're white right you didn't have that because of that and so um and then as far as um uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, going up, <laughs> I, get, I get a little it's charged a up and yeah, I try to say lot. too many things at one time. But one other thing, and that is that, um, you know, I, I have been very uh, mindful of COVID-19 and being very safe. And we had a lot of negative responses I just saw. And I can't remember if it was a news article or something about yesterday's protest because there were thousands of us out and marching and people were saying, well, it doesn't matter whose, whose lives matter because you're going to kill us all because you don't care about covid and I'm like, I've seen a total of seven people <laughs> in two months besides my wife, and I don't even go to the grocery store. I get Instacart, right? So right. I've taken it very seriously. I've been completely sheltered, and yet when I got the clergy call that it would be really great if we had a clergy presence mm-hmm. to continue to allow people's voices to be heard and to provide that peaceful presence, I was like, I'm in. So two nights in a row, I've been there because it's important. And, of course, we respect the, the need for being safe and understanding the pandemic to the best of our ability. But it's not like this could wait. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I know in Kansas City, it seems like the vast majority of protesters are wearing masks and still practicing social distancing, you know, the best that you can in, in this environment. And, again, it's like, you know, you get faced with um, – what do we value here? What is the most critical wound that we need to attend to? And I think, you know, it's not lost on me. Um, boy, we're just diving right in, aren't we? <laughs> we're just diving right in. <laughs> you know, and I, it's not lost on me. Uh, you know, we the metaphysics of the coronavirus and the primary symptom of it being that 
you cannot breathe. Mm. And that that's, mm. you know, what we're hearing, you know, the voice of George Floyd, I can't breathe. And what we're hearing over and over again, and people are using that um, as slogans on signs and on social media. And, you know, there's some kind of parallel. There's some there's something in that for us if, if we're willing to wake up to it of the outer expression of, of the coronavirus and the inner um, the systemic presence and depth of racism in this country. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a really, I hadn't thought of that, and that's a really poignant um, awareness. You know, I heard something I heard something recently, and I totally understand putting "I can't breathe" on the on the signs. Of course, um, I heard Bishop Carlton Pearson the other day, though, and he said, he said, "I've decided I'm not going to say I can't breathe. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take that uh, um, uh, awareness that uh, that experience of I can't breathe, and I'm going to intentionally stand." This is a powerful black leader in the world, Bishop oh, yeah. Carlton Pearson, yeah. and he's. And he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take those words and I'm going to reframe them. And I'm going to say, I can breathe. I can breathe. And with every breath, I'm going to breathe for freedom. Mm-hmm. And every breath, I'm going to breathe for equality. And he went on and on about using his breath for freedom. I just thought it was a, a it. way of taking that power back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and at the same time, of course, so I was right there with them yesterday as they were chanting, I can't breathe. So yeah. I, I just, uh, that's a good uh, awareness, though, about yeah. the connection to what we're experiencing with COVID. Yeah, it's just it's just poignant. And, you know, it's like it's right here for us. It's in our faces <laughs> in so many ways. And, you know, we no longer I don't think there's anyone anywhere in this country who can get away with not noticing. I mean, it's just in our face in every in every single way. Before we get any deeper into this, which, you know, we're already kind of neck deep in the show, but um, I do want to take a moment. You know, both of you are friends of Unity Online Radio and have had a show here, um, but there may be listeners of this show who are not, you know, who don't know you yet. And so I do want to give a, a proper introduction because <laughs> we just like went right in. Um, but of course, <laughs> Reverend Dale Worley, as you mentioned, your senior minister at Unity of Savannah. And, um, and you've served this community for over a decade. So that's been your home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Um, I got here in 2010 um, and just celebrated 10 years last January. Ah, congratulations. That's beautiful. Thank you. And you, of course, practiced and taught New Thought principles for over 20 years. Um, and you recently served as the executive on the executive team of Unity, Unity Ministers of Mid-Atlantic States and president and vice president, um, and you help produce their yearly retreat, which I've heard um, amazing things about. So you're you're a mover and a shaker out cool. there. And Thank of you. course, you created the online, the UD Online radio show, Music Speaks Louder Than Words. And the two of you did that together for a time. Didn't yes. You? Yeah. Wonderful. And um, so you're, and you're a musician. I mean, I'm always like, people know that about Dale, but maybe people don't. So you play the piano, and it started when you were eight years old, right? And performing yes. on stage since you were a teenager. Me too. I got my first paying gig when I was 14. And it oh, was it was Sunday nights at the Senior Center. I played in the big band, the saxophone. And uh, the, drum, the bass player would do the introductions of the band, and he would always start off... Um, with me, he, when he got to me, he would say, I have socks older than her. <laughs> I was 14, you know? <laughs> that was really great. Um, but boy, I got my chops, got my chops on that gig. Um, and then Christy, Christy Snow, um, also a musician, wonderful, wonderfully talented and ordained minister uh, with 12 years of experience in pulpit ministry. Are you at a spiritual center now? 
Do you have a pulpit? I am. I, I, am. I, I uh, founded the Carolina Center for Spiritual Awakening in January of 2018 and have just never been more fulfilled in pulpit ministry. This community is it's dynamic, it's thriving, and I always say that when I'm describing it, they are the type of people that they see a need and they feel it, and um, yes. they, they just stand they stand up and uh, make a difference every day, and I, I love them dearly. Oh, I love it. Well, on your bio, I love this. Uh, the accessibility in your teaching, singing, and speaking style assists others in learning how to apply life-affirming principles to everyday life. Christy encourages others to be the difference they wish to see in the world and to become aware and take responsibility for the life our thoughts create. She says, we can live a life fueled by passion and directed by purpose once we realize we are the ones creating the circumstances of our lives. Living from that empowered place, we can profoundly affect positive change for our planet. Love it. Thank you. Love Thank it. you. Yeah. Can, I, can I say something about that real quick? Please do. Um, yeah, just the part about creating the circumstances of our lives. You know, when people hear that right now, mm-hmm. um, if they're not deeply familiar with our teaching, they may take that the wrong way. Like, well, mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't create this this mess that's going on. And, and so what we have to understand when we come to New Thought Principles is that we create, through our predominant feeling and thinking state, we create the circumstances of our personal lives. But also there's a collective consciousness. So yeah. everybody, we're swimming in a sea of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, uh, when you look at your neighbor, you might be like, yay, I'm swimming in their consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I might look at somebody else and go, oh, geez, I'm swimming in their consciousness. But we are. We're in a collective consciousness, and that's why it's so important that we continue to do our work, especially in times like this. We continue to cultivate an inner atmosphere of peace yes. and, and, and so that we can contribute positively and be the tipping point for that collective consciousness. Yes, yes, amen. And, that you know, that's been my prayer right now is, <clears throat> you know, when I, it feels overwhelming, like what can I possibly do? Um Take action, yes, and begin with prayer that that first I am a presence of love, I am a presence of peace, I am a presence of wisdom and and consciousness and awakeness, awareness, and that those those are the um, that's the consciousness that I'm sending out into the collective and that I move in that consciousness, which is not easy to do, and I fail also on a daily basis because this is hard. This is so very hard to be in this and to be present and to be willing to um, to be a mover and a shaker in this, you know, for for the direction of collective good. But we do have that power and we have to claim that power moment by moment. It's not like a one time, um, you know, it's not a one time statement. Right. It moves with right. us. But that's and, the good news. Yeah, it is the good I news. Mean, it really is. <laughs> you can't mess it up. News. Right. It's all of us. Well, if all of us together created this, then all of us together can change it, can yes. create something yes. different. And I think that's one of the main messages that New Thought is carrying right now that gives hope to the world is that, okay, our, what Charles Fillmore, which is an interesting phrase these days mm-hmm. called race consciousness, mm-hmm collective consciousness all of us together are god and the devil mm-hmm. <laughs> right yep. it's like there's a bank somewhere that we are all putting all of our hateful thoughts in that is manifesting as the situations that we see today and one of the things that that um that i'm really 
working on personally myself right now is the ideas of affirmations and what we call denials. Mm -hmm. You know, new thought teachings are everywhere. These is everybody's using affirmations. Everyone is meditating. It's almost cliche these days Mm -hmm. or a meme to be someone who meditates, you know, um, There's also the other part of the affirmation, and that is what what our founders called the denials, which I prefer to call what Emma Curtis Hopkins called negations. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't ignore our feelings. We don't pretend that something isn't happening that is hurtful, painful, uncomfortable, oppressive. However, we don't give it any power over us because we deny that it has any power over us. We stay focused in our commitment and dedication to look for the good, to be the good, to call forth the good, to see the good in every situation. And I've been studying the teachings of Ganga Ji for about 20 years as well, too. And one of her main teachings, which I have experienced myself as recently as a few days ago, is meeting our feelings, being as present being as willing as possible to meet them, to experience them, and to see what's at in the core. Yeah. That music means, I'm going to ask you to pause right there. That music means it's time for our break. Yep. We'll be right back. (laughs) We'll be right back with that thought with Dale Worley and Christy Snow. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. All right, and we are back. Reverend Jackie here with Dale Worley and Christy Snow. And Dale, you were making a beautiful point, so I'm going to let you pick that right back up. Well, thank you. Yes, I just wanted to uh, reaffirm that it's important when we use our our affirmative prayer that we also work with what we call uh, denials or negations as well, because it's really ridiculous uh, to try to pretend like, oh, I'm not afraid. Oh, I'm not angry. Oh, I'm not resentful. Let me just say God is good all the time and keep whistling. And uh, that doesn't do anything. Um, Our third principle is called the law of mind action. And we use a little formula for that at Unity. Thoughts plus feelings equals outcomes. So we need to honor the feelings that come up and use them instead of being used by them. Yeah. You know, spiritual mastery yeah. is all about mastery over our thoughts and our feelings. It's about having one of the gifts of the spirit of self-control, of being able to move into a situation like Christy is doing so well um, in Charlotte and when she is showing up at the protest of being a peaceful presence while at the same time standing up for what we believe is right. And so we use the, the denials to be able to come from a place where we are responding to situations rather than reacting mm-hmm. from from knee-jerk con- 
conditioning um, from ego-based personality programming that we can change and then we can shift by using the tools um, that we have in our spiritual toolkit. So we have to honor our feelings um, and we, we also have to direct our thoughts in positive and healthy ways. And I, I was thinking about this earlier this morning before the show. Um, I can't speak to anyone else's experience. I can only speak to mine. But I know when I was struggling with my sexuality, I was not equipped to deal with my feelings about myself, about being gay in healthy and constructive ways. And so I acted out horribly. I drank to excess every single day. I was acting out sexually in all kind of ways. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's wrong to drink or take recreational drugs or explore your sexuality that's fine but the way I was doing it was extremely unhealthy and it's because I'm trying to mash down my feelings of of self-hatred and low self-esteem and pretend like I wasn't gay or try to act like I was straight and all of that is going to come out sideways Mm -hmm. if you don't deal with it so it's so important right now that we all practice just being present um it's like Eckhart Tolle says um before you pick up the telephone pause and say I can be the space for this I have the space for this and then just be present to whatever is arise arising without trying to fix it absolutely or change it and and I can I can tell you he lived that because we were yeah. trying to get on the call and we were having some trouble today with you and he said he texts me back and he says Let's practice being the space for this. <laughs> Did you want to just kind of reach through and slap him a little bit? <laughs> no, you know what? I love this man so much. He's my fair partner, Jackie. And, um, and he, he just, he, Dale, you bless my life so much. Mm. I remember when we first started doing prayer work together, speaking of the denials or the negations, um, people still don't understand maybe what that, how you use that in your life. You know, I remember being really upset about something. I think I was fearful about something. I'm not sure. And I shared it with them. And, and he went into it. It was one of those times where I couldn't even pray for myself. I was just like, mm-hmm. know the truth for me. And he says, and so we recognize that this situation is present, but that it's not the truth. It's not the spiritual truth of me. It's not the spiritual truth of my sister Christy as he was praying. And so that's what we mean by these negations, these denials is moving beyond a circumstance and saying it's not the the spiritual truth of me you know whether it's a health issue or a prosperity issue or something as big as what we're experiencing uh in in the form of racism in our in our country this is not the spiritual truth of us let's continue to hold the high watch of our of our thoughts and move in that direction but not just with thoughts and prayers, we do have to take action and and sometimes people think the only action they can take is to to go protest somewhere, which is is a great action to take, but there's so much more that we can do just in our everyday lives so much and i I oh. love that taking the, the oh. Oh, go ahead. Uh-oh. Vote. Uh-oh. Vote. Yes. You know, Vote. and I've asked, you know, in Missouri, today is election day. And so I've asked the show me state to show me some voter action. Right. Bring and it. exercise that right. Get out there and vote your consciousness. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, I appreciate you both taking time to get, you know, deeper into the practices of denials and affirmations or and negations and affirmations. I love that that term um, because, you know, it, it pulls it apart from that psychology term of, you know, being in denial and, and just makes it yeah. clear. Like we're just negating what is not true. And, you know, and I talked about that um, in the pulpit yeah, uh, Sunday, not yesterday, Sunday, um, because it it is so often misconstrued that that use, as you mentioned, Dale, the affirmations are you know have become like sort of mainstream pop culture and are are used as like magical thinking and and also mm-hmm. sort of violently against ourselves, you know, in a way of like forcing something that we wish to be true. So you know, I am you know I'm peace filled. I am peace filled. I, when when I'm not actually peace filled, and so giving space to feel the conflict or the anger or the unrest, whatever it is within that is not peaceful, that's where we can use that negation, right? But this feeling has no power over me. You know, I am not my anger. I am experiencing anger and this anger has no power over me. And then we can move into what is true, the affirmation that in this moment, I have all access to the peace that is God within me in this moment, you know, and, and we craft our affirmations around, around truth, what is actually true. And then we can say those and speak those until we, we come to embody them. And it's until we realize, until we realize them and then embody them so that it's, we remove that violence of forcing ourselves to pretend to be peace filled or to pretend to be faith filled or to pretend to feel worthy, you know, and it's that, that practice of fake it till you make it, it, it has its place, but in, and to me it's, it's right there. It's, I'm going to speak this truth until I know it, until I realize it. Not that I'm going to pretend, you know, not that kind of faking, right? <laughs> that I'm going to mm-hmm. pretend it mm-hmm. and, you know, and then one day I'll possibly get there. Because that just, all of that pulls the, the empowerment and the actual truth out of, of that practice. And that practice can, can go so deeply if we're willing to be present long enough for it to take hold in our consciousness, you know, and that might not be today. Well, you know, Jackie, I really like the way you said that that was violence against ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. To 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 say, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is wrong. I mean, it's just another way that we kind of beat up on ourselves. Yeah, it's another way. You we, know, we whatever you're feeling right now is okay. Yeah. 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 And, the, and if but we can accept that and be present that, to it. If you're willing to meet it, if you're willing to sit with it, yes. if you're willing to invite it in, there's a gift in it for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we come to that awakening moment. But so often moment. we turn away. Yeah, but so often we, we, we turn away. We're afraid it's going to swallow us whole or something. And we, that, you know, we, we have to learn to, to lean in. Mm, yes. To lean in. And sometimes it really does feel like that. It's going to swallow us. Yes. And and it's scary. And so let it swallow you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My little Sufi brother. Yeah. Little roomy Sufi brother. Let yes. it swallow you. Let the fire, a fire devour you. Yes. But that's true. Let it burn yes. away everything that isn't the essence of the spiritual truth. You know, let it let it just um, melt away the untruth. It's not the fear. It's the fear of the fear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I first got sober, I'm going into the rooms 
And I am pretending that I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of being afraid. I'm afraid of letting everybody else see that I'm afraid. And it was so painfully obvious that I was terrified. I couldn't even look people in the eye. I'm staring at my shoes Mm -hmm. because my sponsor makes me stand by the door of our meeting hall and shake people's hands as they come in. And I can't even look at them. And I'm pretending not to be afraid. Mm -hmm. It's just ludicrous. Mm -hmm. But But it's being willing to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm terrified, and I'm willing to meet it. I, yeah. Let me be with it. Yeah. Well, what's yes. what's the gift for me? Yeah, uh, and to be okay with being upset when we're upset. You know, it's so often we're like, oh, we're spiritual. We shouldn't be ticked off right now. I, I you know, I I get upset too. I cry too. I get mad. I get. You know, we all do. And that's what we're trying to say. I think right now is just that that the power comes in giving. Those, all of our selves, you know, all the pieces of us permission to be. Yeah. You know, the, the scripture records our master teacher, Jesus, you know, overturning the tables over injustice. You know, he expressed his yeah. anger. And, you know, in, the, in that moment, it's not that he was no longer Jesus the Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still who he is. And so we, we get to move through and our humanity as well. And, and if we allow it, it will lead us deeper into our spiritual identity. I mean, how many times did he like, I can see him yelling oh, yeah. at Pharisees and calling them hypocrites. Yeah. He was sarcastic. He was snarky. He yelled. He was, <laughs> you know, he, he was not, you know, the, he was not sitting upon a mountain, you know, blissed out. That was not, that's not the picture that is is written and recorded in scripture of our master. Teacher. He was shaking things up. Yeah. He was challenging the status quo. He was making people think for themselves. He was, you know, all of those things. Yeah. I love this show. Thank you so much to both of you. This is just, I needed, I needed this, like I needed this personally. And, and I hope that it's, um, well, I am quite certain that it is meeting uh, the needs of the listeners as well. And so, you know, just a reminder, the phone lines are open. So if anyone wants to call in and, and chat, please do. We've got uh, we've got about 15 minutes left of the show. And, of course, we will close the show out with a song by Christy Snow. So we get to hear some of her music. And, Dale, I'll, I'm happy to, you know, and you know where the Facebook post is if you want to link anything mm-hmm. in the comments um, there. But, you know, certainly would love for, you know, our audience to experience more of you both. And I, I think it's a good time. The, the title of the show today, Bold and Beautiful, came from the retreat here at Unity Village. And I think it's a retreat you both do elsewhere. Is that correct? Bold and Beautiful You? We've done several. We've done several LGBTQ retreats with, you know, various titles. But, yes, we this is something we are definitely passionate about. And, and actually, you know, kind of bringing the two topics we're talking about today together, you know, um, I think we mentioned this earlier. I can't remember. I've had so many conversations today, but yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but 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 the the riots at Stonewall were were in large part um, started by a black transgender yes. woman, and um, and black transgender women uh, in our community they're they're the they're the most marginalized in the yeah. LGBTQ community, the most in danger of losing their lives. And so I just mm-hmm. want to give a shout out of awareness um, about that and and bringing us back to the the types of retreats that we do, you know, um, 
every time I, I see a, a trans person coming to an LGBTQ retreat, I uh, that's they're they're even more bold in, in many so many ways because they've been even marginalized in our own community over the years. And so, just a shout out to them for their courage, our trans brothers and sisters, and um, and also just all of the LGBTQ community. This retreat and the ones we've done in the past are always about helping people to be okay in their own skin. You know, to we make the we can we're here each of us with a divine soul purpose and we can't get out there and live the life that we are divinely ordained to live if we are getting in our own way and not living our authentic life our authentic self our authentic purpose so so yes the bold and beautiful you retreat at at uh, unity village we were looking so forward to sharing that and helping people mm-hmm. to live from that place. And so we uh, we decided we were going to offer something, not just to those folks that were signed up for the retreat that we had to postpone, but we're offering it to anyone that wants to join us. We're going to do a Zoom, a Zoom check-in, let's call it. And that's what we're going to do at the weekend, um, the anniversary weekend of Stonewall, which is June 28th, but we're going to do it on the 27th mm-hmm. at 1 o'clock. And this is free to anyone that wants to, to Zoom in with, with Dale and myself and um, and let us be there as a source of support to help you live your, your bold life. So that's that's coming soon. So you can actually send an email info at awakenwithin.me and we will get you on the list for that. Awakenwithin.me and I'm putting that in uh, the comment of my post for this. And yeah, and so Marsha P, Marsha P. Johnson is who you're talking about. Um, yes, you know, absolutely. Thank yeah. you for giving saying the name. Yeah, and um, yeah, she was, you know, one of the... Um, leaders of the Stonewall Riots, and and I so appreciate you bringing that um, and, into the midst of this conversation. Sylvia, also Sylvia Rivera, a yeah. Latinx woman who was very instrumental as well. There, there are many, but those mm-hmm. two definitely rise to the top. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And um, so as you know, so many events everywhere, Pride events have been canceled this year because of the pandemic. And um, so I appreciate that you're willing to do something online. And there is, and I, I don't know if you're if your event is associated, but there is the online rolling pride events that that are happening on June 27th across the nation. Um, Is that, are you embedded in that? We had had not uh, thought to partner with them on that, but we will definitely make them aware of what we're doing. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I'll sign up. I'll sign up for your event and, and looking forward to that. Thank you for making that offering. I think it's just, you know, this this whole pandemic has given us uh, so much opportunity to really embrace the the desire to be connected and the many ways in which we are able to meet that desire that go beyond just, you know, getting together and hanging out and um, and I think it's been a real gift in many ways to experience, you know, for some people who have had, you know, who, you know, resistance about online and distance, you know, connection being um, as powerful or deep or true um, to really experience that it can absolutely be a truly meaningful experience. Yes, I'm teaching a Thursday night class on lessons in truth. Um, using zoom and man those folks we are going deep it has been amazing Uh, it's one of the most powerful classes I've ever taught and so um, the cool thing about it is is that we have a couple of people that don't live in Savannah that are taking the class with me and they're there every Thursday evening and they're part of um, of our community and what's going on. And I had 
um, a couple of ladies, I think they're in North Carolina, uh, get in touch with me recently because I'm doing an online new member class on June the 20th, and they want to be members of Unity of Savannah, even though they live in North Carolina. So I'm absolutely 100% committed to continuing uh, to enhance our online offerings as we move forward from this. You know, yes, I'm looking forward to being able to be in person again um, when it's safe and, you know, following guidelines that are being offered by the CDC and Unity Worldwide Ministries and our online stuff is really powerful and so it's like one of the gifts as you said Jackie of of this time is that uh, more people are learning that you can have um, a powerful meaningful and transformative experience um, on Zoom (laughs) or using the internet. I I just have to echo that. I'm so I'm actually really excited about it. I at awakeningcarolina.org, we have um our our community uh, that's our website and you can you can find us there and people have we had someone sign up from Canada to a, for a class that I'm teaching called radical acceptance that starts next month and someone from California uh so so it's it's really when people say, can you find the gifts in this pandemic, that's been a huge one for those of us in the faith and houses of faith that choose to embrace this new way of being and is that we can get our message out to so many more people. Yeah. And that's so needed right now. It is. And I really feel for it, you know, people, especially in the LGBTQ community, um, but also people of color, black, indigenous people of color who are out in, you know, areas where they don't have a lot of community in their, you know, in their neighborhoods or in their cities and towns and are able to meet that need. Um, and so many people who come to like LGBTQ retreats, like what you were going to offer or other conferences or events um, where they can get that community. Um, and so grateful that so many of them have continued to offer those experiences virtually and online, because I know for some people it truly is a matter of life and death. It's a matter of mental health. It is the only opportunity to experience community with, um, with other people who understand their life experience. Yes. I grew up in a very small town and there was only one other person that I knew of that was gay and it was just not a pleasant experience there was no one to talk to and at that time there weren't any visible role models you know I remember when Elton John came out as bisexual that was huge and my dad made me take all of my posters that I had of him up on the wall (laughs) off Uh, he told me I wasn't going to worship a queer (laughs) so uh so I understand what it's like to live in a small town and be gay and not have any support. And thank God that I was watching the local news last night and they had a commercial for an HIV medication and they showed two black men kissing in the commercial. And I thought, my God, I'm so grateful um, for wow. the progress that we have made that like just during prime time right. local news in Savannah, Georgia, I can see these images when, you know, 
I was coming up, that was, you know, we didn't have Will and Grace. We didn't have mm-hmm. Queer Eye mm-hmm. and all of these things, RuPaul. So I'm just grateful. And there's still people that um, are experiencing oppression and um, marginalization mm-hmm. for a number of reasons, obviously, that we've discussed. Yeah, absolutely. So give us, we're about to close. And like I said, we're going to close with your song, Standing in Love. Christy, do you want to set up that song so that we don't miss that yeah, opportunity? Yeah, you know, I, 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 write, I write songs to, <laughs> to process, you know, a lot. And, and that song was written actually on September 11, 2001. So it was written uh, moments after I watched the second plane hit the towers. And, uh, and, and I was, I was, ticked off at God. You know, I was like, I was just starting to get this. We are all one thing. And now this, are you kidding me? How am I supposed to believe that we are connected? And, and I was processing my feelings and, and I just wrote the song to deal with my emotion at the time and never planned to share it. And, and now it turns out that it's a song that's, it's very relevant uh, today. It's very relevant um, for many, many uh, situations, but especially right now. So the song walks you through, you know, just that commitment that we are, I truly believe that we're all one and that we can't afford the carelessness of giving hate a gun. And uh, sometimes I change the words when I sing it live and say we can't, now a conscious revolution has begun. So that fits too. But um, it is about being that presence of love regardless and not, not shrinking back, but leaning in to the fire and, being a presence of love. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you both Dale and Christy for being here today and You're welcome. for being present to this conversation. And, and I am you. so blessed by you. I know the listeners are, and I'm so honored right now to stand in love with the two of you. Go thank you and, for having us. Yeah. Go ahead and roll that Louie.
Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.